Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by the only man, I think, that we could have possibly brought in to follow up on combo being here. Relentless. How's it going, Relentless? It's it's kind of my role uh, with, with the community is, you know, you get people that enjoy what you do, and then you bring me in to really reset expectations for them. And set them up for the future disappointment that you're bound to bring. So I, and you know, I, and you I'm know proud more, of that. You know, what I'm more impressed by relentless. Like the more and more we have these, I feel like at some point, like if, if I continue doing this, if I continue bringing you on after combos on, I'll then set an expectation. And so people will actually be stop listening. They, they'll just not no, 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 eventually be disappointed if after a combo episode it's, it's pavlovian episode. in nature yeah absolutely <laughs> it's going to be something where i mean already they're thinking of ending their patreon subscription because combo was on wait you're what i'm so confused okay because then it brought back memories what are you trying to say here dude? <laughs> i feel like relentless literally just gets on the show to mess with me dude <laughs> But uh, speaking of Patreon subscriptions, uh, you can definitely check out the Patreon. We do pre-shows every single week, a couple minutes, and we have the once-a-month big-length tirades that delve into any topic, um, whatever we feel like at that point. Um, I'm just going to shout out the patrons now, because they've been supporting, they've kept supporting, uh, despite everything Relentless has said. And uh, our special, special uh, role culture patrons, Awesomeness, Cursor, Gloria Zombie, I Drink Clorox, Paint, Raz, Psych Go Vance. Thank you so much for your continued support. Yes, that is a long list of names. Uh, that's right, Relentless. Yeah. <laughs> Relentless is not on the list. I'm not uh, on the list. I'm on, I'm on the list. You fulfilled the, the cycle of being a, um, a Patreon supporter. <laughs> what that is, uh, for those who don't know, is apparently now this is what relentless says i I don't i can neither confirm nor deny it apparently if you are uh a supporter for long enough somehow you you wiggle your way onto the show uh and then cursor is living proof as well i am not the only one who has done this you can buy your way onto a mediocre podcast very easily well i mean i think what's what's fair to say is um is that relentless will be bashing us today? But what's more <laughs> fair to say is that I, I think the uh, especially longtime Patreon supporters and and us like all kind of knowing each other, having played games together, is is you know it's a chicken and egg thing. You know, like which came first, right? <laughs> um, and I feel I feel really that's really the word defines. For those who can't tell, I'm I'm a I think I think maybe, maybe energy's okay, but um, my throat is. Um, it's not. It's not that lubricated as 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 I'd like it to well, be. It's, it's you, a little you bit stream, You streamed tonight, right? So you had to. I did, have, and I went. Played. I went a little extra, dude. I think I went a little too extra. Maybe who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, I, yeah, no, I, 
there was literally a moment I twenty minutes ago that I I like went I was feeling like absolute crap and I'm like relentless, dude, I don't know if I can do it today. And then ten minutes later, you know, I pulled the wabs, I'm like, never mind, let's do it. Um so yeah, if if anyone wants to know how how organizing something with wabs is, uh relentless got the feeling of it for me today. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, yeah, we got we got that Patreon. We got the, you know, I guess speaking of Wabs, we got the, we got that coaching with Wabs and Elias, and those guys are great. So definitely, uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, yeah, look, uh, all the links should be on our wayside. So our as it, wayside, as it comes to coaching, um, you know, because because I've yeah. had because I've had Wabs coach coach me before. We go through the replays as as you do. You know, when you get coaching with anybody, you go through your replays and. Um, what I will say is don't do what I did and challenge Wab's opinion on everything. So like, that's what I did. I feel like that would just make your session like less productive. <laughs> well, it's not that it, it's not that it necessarily made it less productive overall, but it, there were, there were different parts of gameplay where we just had fundamental difference of opinions. Um, what I will say is if you're going to take coaching, any anyone you're you're paying somebody to give their opinion on your gameplay do not try to justify any decision that you made in the game just accept the coaching for what it is and do your best to implement what they tell you and then figure out at your at, for your own self at that point what works best for you what combination of what they told you and what you liked how you like to play what ends up working best if you challenge them on every single thing where they're like hey you should have done this and you're like well no what i was gonna do was this and it's like no they're just gonna tell you what you should have done just like you're paying them for coaching don't you're really just like wasting money if you're gonna challenge them on every uh on on every note or anything so um even even in the webs and my like replay review like after we literally went like yeah next time you're just doing the replay by yourself because that was way it's way it, it felt way more uh efficient i think and I, you know what, I'm I'm gonna do it. You know, Wabs isn't here. I'm gonna give him a little criticism. I think Wabs, I I know why he asked this question, but I I think it's sometimes not helpful when he'll ask a question like, "So why did you do this here?" Because you don't really like. Here's the truth: we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like in the moment you're, you're like i have no idea why it's, I did it's that not necessarily moment. a bad question right because maybe you're <laughs> reading something and he can now fix what you're reading like ah uh, yeah what's your fix your fix your how you come to the decisions in which you come to because if it's a matter of mechanics that he has to help you work on that's one thing but if it's a matter of decision making he has to know where you, how you made the decision that you made so it's not necessarily a bad question but you should go into it knowing what you did and why you did what you did so that when he does ask you, you could say, this is what, why I did what I did. And then he can, you know, give you either a, that is a good read. You just mechanically need to get better at this or B that is a bad read. You need to make a better decision here. Here's your better decision. And I, uh, yeah, no, I, I found from Wabs' replay, like, uh, he did a replay for me some other time ago. There are some things that, like, I had never even thought about the game. And, you know, we, we talk about the game a lot. And um, I think there's a visual, when someone, like, visually stops at a certain point, they're like, hey, this. 
that's that's when you're like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I gotta really rethink this part of it, right? Um, I think for me, for instance, uh, like a simple example from from one of the replays that he did for me was the um, the kind of second man rotation where I would wait at back post, but essentially, so I I don't th like essentially where you know everyone says rotate back post rotate back post but it, i think sometimes and maybe this is especially true in the lower ranks you you like you're like oh i'm waiting back post right but you, all of a sudden a teammate has gone behind you so you should be moving out of that place now mm -hmm. <laughs> you should no longer be staying there um and but you're like oh no but if i go forward i can't really uh you know get an angle on it right and i think in one of the replays what was like oh no you should have been moving forward here because their angle already for a possible shot was so acute, right? That if you went to that, you know, from back post to front post, you're still covering the net pretty much, right? Like, you don't really think of it from their point of view, but, like, threat of shot is really important to understand. And, and you know, that that's where visually seeing that, having someone point out can be great for you. Uh, yeah, anyway, I think this is great. Um, Relentless, we're going to we're gonna take the, the first chunk of this podcast... Um, because you know, I think I think you might have listened to the show where we stole all your ideas for top. No, um, <laughs> where where we already gave our thoughts on some of these things. But you're the one. You're the original. You're the one who actually. Okay, so uh, get your takes on them. Because yeah, no way am I going to listen to this show with if I'm not on it. That is like following an ex girlfriend's Instagram. Like you're not going to do that. Not if you were a mentally stable person. So not going to happen for me. Um, so what did you guys? What was you? Did you guys discuss Verge and his uh, his leaving of Dignitas video? Okay, I just before I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an answer to that in a second. But before we do, I just like to point out and say that you know the the motif that you are like an ex pro wrestler that keeps <laughs> coming back for a show is just getting strengthened by your latest statement because you have no idea what's going on and they're like hey listen we need you on okay we need you on we, we need, need the you, pop right? we need that pop <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious uh yeah no we we, we briefly talked about the verge video okay and, so what what like that. But, what was the general consensus from your guys' end on on the verge video I'm gonna be honest. I, I saw it really from. It seemed like Verge essentially the only reason he he was sticking around dig as long as he had was because Violent Panda was still on the team. That that's kind of what I got from it. Okay. Uh, and then when Violent Panda was gone, he was like, "I'm I'm out. I don't really get to choose the players. I'm getting, the, you know, the the org is kind of choosing them, and we don't agree on it." That's kind of what I got from it. Okay. Uh, I didn't even really get much from it. What I got was um, an individual that was, you know, giving an update on his life, which is fine. Uh, I have a not not to sound like a huge jerk about it, but I have a lower opinion of Verge now after he has released that video. Interesting. Um, so they do him and Dignitas both did what they did when you naturally like when parties separate ways from employment and everything of, you know in a public standpoint of, Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. We wish him all the best, you know, that, that kind of thing back and forth. Um, but then he comes out with his video and it's, it's like an 11 minute video where he just, or an eight minute video where he just says Dignitas was not a good organization to be a coach for, for like eight minutes. Yeah. He that, talked about that's so, that's so interesting. Cause like to me, I felt stuff like that, but like maybe, maybe cause I'm someone who like, 
you know, heard like one line from him and I'm like, I essentially knew what he was trying. Like, I felt like I almost like read right away what the meaning of this video was, was like, yeah, they literally did not let me, you know, choose my players or, or choose how I want to coach. Right. And I didn't bother to stick around and listen to, to him that, that, that was continue yeah. on about it. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was what I gathered from it. Um, yeah. And it lowered my opinion because two things. One, Verge was the only coach in Rocket League that people considered to be impactful to any kind of real degree. Like from a public standpoint, public mm -hmm. perception of Verge was, oh, my God, like he's a fantastic coach, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but he's going to get whatever group of players to be competitive at the highest level. And we saw that, right? We saw that the group of players that they had transitioned to and from, they were they maintained a competitive edge to be top eight in EU. There was a little fumbling here and there, but for the most part, they were able to stay competitive throughout the season. And part of that, you know, the general public perception was that Verge had an impact on that. Whether he did or he didn't, uh, it sounds like he attempted to, um, but his, he was handcuffed by the powers that be, which uh, very is, is very likely. It just kind of, it, it didn't seem that he, uh, you know, it, it was just like after you have the whole Twitter of we were, you know, oh, we, we appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity. I love Degatas, all that kind of thing. And then they, you know, we wish him all the success. It doesn't seem like they either side wishes each other success on that one. They both feel like they're wishing each other failure. So um, I was not not a big fan of of that because what it ended up just seeming like is that, you know, when, when you when you have somebody who's considered a great coach across any sport of any major professional athlete athlete or uh, or even eSport, you're looking at somebody that's going to be able to take whatever players are provided and get them to perform at the highest level and stay competitive. That's how you rate a fantastic coach. And um, and with his video coming out, I don't gain that perception. I would have had that perception had he not released the video. But now I'm just kind of like, oh, he, uh, like you said, he, he was there for Violent Panda. Once Violent Panda left, he didn't care anymore about being with Dignitas. And so it's just kind of like, all right, going to wash my hands of it. So um not a huge fan of how hmm. verge ended that relationship because you you didn't see anything from dignitas side that was negative towards verge publicly you saw an individual that uh, spent eight minutes yeah, I guess, negatively yeah, okay. talking so, about that organization and just if i was a new org trying to hire somebody or if i was an org trying to hire somebody i wouldn't i wouldn't be very keen on hiring him personally yeah, I, I guess okay. So I think there there's a couple points about this. I I guess you're right in the sense that like it's it's it looks really bad when only one person is saying something, right? When there's clearly disagreement between him and the organization and the organization doesn't even bother to do it, right? So like to them it was like, okay, like to them they're like, you know, this is this is what it is and, and that's kinda how I've taken this whole situation. Like I don't think it's I don't think it was necessarily amicable. But I don't think it was hostile either, right? I don't. I don't even think his his post itself is that hostile in in the sense, right? Um, but I think you make a great point that the you know there might be other orgs who might look at this in the future and be like, uh, you know, if if we don't do exactly what he says, is he gonna you know have the same kind of post about us? Um, yeah, and I I think like he already 
you know, I think he made this video after he already has whatever is lined up for him lined up. Um, so I don't. Yeah, he may not. Don't. He may not. I mean, at, in the grand scheme, you know, it if, may not it, matter. <laughs> it, it's not going to matter because if you know he follows Violent Panda and they create a team and that team is effective, then an org is going to pick them up. And if he's part of that package deal, then he's going to get picked up either way. Um, but what I would do as an org is he would have a very heavy non-disclosure agreement as that's all going to happen of like, you you know, as we part ways, you can't sit there and publicly bash us. I think that's fair. So uh, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was, a, I, guess, I thought I guess it was a character, also... uh, like an, an adjustment he could have made that would have, you know, the character perception could have been, could have changed at least from my end. Um, my only, my only counterpoint is that, is that perhaps maybe, like a lot of people could take this as him just kind of being like as truthful as he can about his feelings about the situation. And there are people who respect that as well. Right. Who don't like this, you know, nothing is said. uh, Yeah. But it's also professionalism and any job. If I go, if I go out and start publicly bashing a previous employer as my next employer or, you know, whatever, it's not just, it's just going to not look good on anybody. Um, Unless, unless you have the, uh, the, what's it called? The, The clout to, uh, yeah, and, that, to, and to that's be able the, to survive. Yeah, that's that's the one. Well, cap. well that's what I mean. That what makes them him players have guess, all the pa- player. Uh, you know, creators, personalities, players. They have, have all the power, power in these situations in the grand scheme because, um, you know, that's who people actually follow. Yeah, you may have a favorite organization overall, but really, you care more about player success than you do organization success. So from a from a coaching standpoint, then here, um, him making this video though would warn other people though maybe that might consider coaching that might otherwise not have known that like, hey, listen, like you 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 know there may be you know you you may have to fight the management a little bit on this and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and and that is that is one of the benefits of a video such as this is that if you're going to be coming up and you're going to get a position within an organization um, that you're able to be more wary of what you're actually dealing with. Now, the organization's goals aren't directly, the the end result is aligned, but how you get there is not going to be aligned. An organization Mm -hmm. has different things in mind than you have in mind. Organization has expenses that they're trying to control. They have time they're trying to control. They have contracts they have to fulfill. You as a coach may have some fantastic ideas, and it sounded like Verge did have some creative ideas, um, but how they got there may not have been with what the organization had in mind. And so that's where the differences come in, and you have to have that good communication. So if it is anybody that's going to get involved, whether it's player or coach level with an organization, you have to be wary of what they expect of you and your time. So. Uh, from an informative standpoint, it is a good video for those things. It's good for other people. It, it might not. Yeah, I I think I think I think that's a good way to way to leave it. I mean, the the one thing that I'm like kind of thinking of right now is like, you know, if you wanted uh, more compliance, you know, you bring on scrub. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, new season. Or unless you have any last takes on that, but I think we're we're done with. That. No, I I think you, that's pretty wrapped up there. Uh, new season. What do you want to say about the new season? Um, really, I mean, it's all the kind of you know indentations that I put there. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, season rewards 
uh, you guys probably, of course, already talked about this, good or bad. What do you think? I don't know if we actually talked. Oh, the last, last, this one, last no, season, the last season, yeah, 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 the decals. Yeah, they're, they're they're way too similar. That's to fine. You can leave it as this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're they're way too what? Uh, way too similar to the last one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think so. I would say decals have to be that the high decals, maybe goal explosions, um, wheels, uh, would probably be some, you know some of the top three season rewards that people can flex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they just had decals. And these decals aren't bad or anything like that, but they just had decals a season, two seasons ago. They were so similar, yeah. So similar, which, I mean, there's only so much you can do creatively at this point. Um, so I think from that perspective, it was bad. I think they could have done something different with it. Uh, my idea for season rewards is they need to start like releasing cars as season rewards. Uh, and you can get different color cards based on your success across the season. So if like you get bronze, right. if you get bronze, yeah. you get a burnt sienna version of the car. If you get silver, you get gray. Ooh. If you get gold, you get saffron. If you get um, platinum, you get sky blue. If you get diamond, you get cobalt. If you get champ, you get purple. If you get uh, GC, you get crimson. And if you get SSL, you get titanium white. I, I love that idea. That's a simple, simple idea. You, you like, create an octane hit. Idea. You create yeah. an octane hitbox. Um, <laughs> And then you, because uh, that's what people use most. So then you create a car that, you know, you can get different painted versions. And then it comes with its own decal. Like you have to create like a package around it. And that's what they should do. Um, you know, kind of like the, all the DLC packages and stuff like that that come with like, oh, you get the car and you get these, um, you know, these decals, these wheels, that kind of stuff. Like it should be a package based upon your rank. So, uh that would be my idea for a season reward. I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, but I think that would be, that'd be interesting. Uh, they need to bring toppers back for sure. I mean, the crowns from like season one of rocket league are still, Can we start getting toppers that don't stick out as much. Does that make sense? Like, like things that can decorate on top of your decal, but aren't like, so ridiculous that you know they distract <laughs> you when you're trying to play i don't know like for instance the the um the new season they have they have uh what's it called the oh boy the poncho mm-hmm. uh yeah i know what you're talking about but it's with a hat i'm like no i just want a poncho <laughs> <laughs> um so that's like i mean i feel like that would be kind of cool stuff like a little like smaller things anyway. yeah um but yeah so that's uh for season rewards that's kind of my idea is like they need to do they need to get more creative with it rather than um okay hey we're gonna do a decal this time we're gonna do wheels next time we're gonna do boost this time um boost has to be one of the worst right like boost has to be one of the worst season rewards um, if you're gonna choose boost, it better be something I actually want to use. Yeah, it's, um, it's and I think I think boost is is the problem with boost is like I think everybody just finds one or two they like and they just stick with them. Like that's kind of that's kind of the way yeah. boost works. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, there's that. Um, that was my idea for season rewards. And then I had updates on here. So, I mean, looking at all the up updates uh, and the next two things there are going to be part of those updates. So first off, uh, the, you know, the one that everyone's losing their mind over in Reddit and Facebook and Twitter is the casual changes. Um, mm -hmm. Starting off with what I assumed you guys talked about this one, of course. Right. So what was your guys' consensus opinion? Of the casual changes? Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't particularly care too, too much. We thought they were, they were not... like th That was definitely the change uh, that we thought the least of. We thought was probably the worst, the net negative change. But um, we were saying that we didn't care for it, you know, casual all that much as it is. However, I did want to bring up, since we are talking about this on the show, and I and I uh, feeling that Kitty was actually talking to me um recently which is a name a blast from the past <laughs> yeah. uh, which i guess is the theme of this august um but uh he was just telling me that um uh he wanted to make sure uh that he wa he wasn't necessarily a fan he's someone who has grinded a lot of casuals and he was saying that like he wasn't a fan of this um it, it it's gonna make essentially this weird like quasi casual quasi competitive thing you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, which which isn't, you know, I he might as well just play competitive at that point. Um, but he was he was wanting to say that like his grinding of casual is is what he kind of attributes has helped him a lot to hit GC because there is something about going in and playing the game in that very free will. I care a lot less about the result, and so I'll actually try new things and I'll just be a monkey. And then play it, and, and those other things. So he he wanted to make I wanted to make sure to bring it up because I was talking to him a little bit about that, um, and I thought it was kind of a cool thing. It's like if you've if you've kind of especially there's some 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 ranked warriors that are like stuck in competitive, um, might be a good t from time to time to just do a couple days in a row of just casual games just to kind of like get you out of the same mindset. You know, some some people can take it's not even like take the game too seriously. It's like you can be like too ultra focused on result in every single game that you you kind of burn out so i i do like that it lets you uh try new things and stuff like that so definitely yeah i, I mean maybe maybe not this season but uh, <laughs> no um definitely i think i think there is something to casuals that i i i often over over overlook yeah i think people are crybabies i think people are casuals i think i think the casual update has brought out how many people one are crybabies, and two are so far removed from the general population of Rocket League. Like freestylers. Freestylers <laughs> are the worst right now. Oh the, my god, you couldn't was, ask yeah. for bigger crybabies right now than the freestylers. Um, but how also, am I going to clip of, on people also, who are all way of better the, than all of the GC players and the SSL players that? don't really play casual that much. And then all of a sudden they're like, why can't I leave in 30 seconds? Like, I don't understand. Like, um, no, they're oh, all so crybabies. You're, you're calling Wabs and I out. Wabs, you, and anybody that uh, Actually, is no, crying okay. about to it. Be, to be fair, I think Wabs and I, the amount of, um, if there was a 100% scale of how much we cared about this particular change, like we said, it was a net negative, we think in general for casual playlists, because that's the way I, I think it's a net playlist. positive for casual playlists. But... But I will say the amount I think either of us cared about a change like this is like 1%. Part know. of the reason I don't play casual is because I'm, you know, like after that, that big reset and I went from like 
2200 MMR in casual down to 1500 and it would take so much more effort because half my casual games I don't even get MMR for them because people mm. leave and everything like that so it's not even worth playing that's part of the reason I don't even want to play casual um, is because it's just like what's what's the point I don't get any MMR I don't get any you know people leave half the time I'm playing against C block and Maverick half the time and they're too good for me so I don't really want to do that too much and um but no people are people are being crybabies if you are so upset about not being able to leave a casual game two minutes in because you can't handle a five minute game you're being a crybaby just flat out um the it's interesting because i think it's actually a different approach to casuals right i think i think there's a lot of people that just to them casuals literally warm up that is the only use of it right Cool. Um, five minute game. I think, you can't do a warm up five five minute game for warm up. Uh, no, it, it's what like, I think. Like I guess I get, well because I was I was actually proposing this I think last week or or maybe two weeks ago or maybe talking to Wab separately completely or someone else. Um, this is what happens. When we have a lot of conversations. But I was proposing like there should literally be two versions of casual now, and one is like private. The, you know how you like go into training. You know how you go into training before you like while you're queuing up. I think there there could definitely be and like Overwatch does this right. Essentially, just like instead of like okay, go into training while you're waiting for a competitive match. There's like a random casual people hop in and out as they're waiting for the queue, um, and then there's the actual casual, which can be this thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I used to play Overwatch once upon a time, so I know what you're talking about. But um, I I think if if you don't want to be in the casual match, you know, vote to forfeit or whatever, or just finish up the five minute match. It's, it's not difficult or complicated or anything like that. Um, because it ruins the, the people that want to leave a casual match two minutes in because a, they're losing by a bunch and they just don't want to forfeit. Um, or B they are like, I just don't want to stay in the match. They just ruin the experience for everybody else. Like if I'm playing casual and, um, and then we're down to zero and then my teammate leaves and then my other teammate leaves and I'm stuck with bots on my team playing against a three stack, then I'm either a going to leave or B just, you know, get my butt kicked for, uh, the, the next little bit. Like it ruins the experience for everybody else. Cause you can't stay in a casual match for an extra two or three minutes. So, um, my opinion is that with the casual changes, although, a little bit annoying it, from what you're used to. People are just being crybabies and they need to get over it. Like it's, it, it's just uh, fair enough. No, I, I think we'll um, leave it there. I, I, I don't really have all too much more. I think that's a fine take. Um, yeah, but I mean, it all kind of goes into, and, and I'll talk about this later. Um, I'll get in, I'll, I'll get on to the next point and then I'll kind of sum it all up. Um, population counter, as far as updates go, <laughs> I thought it was, the silliest one that people like, and people are being silly about it. They're making memes and stuff about it. I think it was the silliest one for people to be annoyed or upset about, um, because it doesn't impact them literally in any way. It makes zero. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I thought it was weird. There was any counter to begin with. You know what I mean? In game. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a counter in game. Um, and, Let's just say, you know, like it, it could have like, you know, instead of the words they use, it could be like not a lot. Okay. 
a lot, right? Like for the amount of people there. And I think the idea is essentially like to to give you an idea of what queue times are like, right? Um, I I thought it was kind of weird that they gave us the numbers in game. Honestly, I think it's something they started with and they just yeah, yeah. just naturally kept it because it was just they're just like yeah, it's part of it. Um, especially and they but want as <laughs> yeah, free to play and they can show how many people are playing. Um, and then well, down the down the road as as some of the free to play people will fall off and that number goes down and they don't want people. Not that they don't want people to see that, but it just ends up bringing a negative connotation to, you know, what all the content. It would have been nice if this change for like you know, two weeks happened a while ago. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, really, it should it should have been. Um, yeah, it, it should have been a while ago. They should have just removed it. To be honest, um, um, I don't know, but yeah, uh, you put it's not that out, big you put outlaw in there. Yeah. Uh, what we got for outlaw? I will, okay, so for me, like I, I, you're talking about the um, the octane uh, hitboxes and stuff, right? Uh, and and for me, it's it's once again an octane hitbox car, but I played a couple of games and I realized it's like, it's not the hitbox. It's it's literally whatever car you're used to playing, your mind visually associates with it, and I think it's it's like. It's a weird thing where every time there's a new car, I'll literally play it for a week and then I'm like, go back to the cars I usually use or, you know, the Octane because I don't like I, I see a direct result in like playing a lot worse. And, you know, <laughs> maybe it is subconscious, right? Maybe it just happens to be that week. But there's like a feeling that I get like more and more of seeing these new cars. It's like, you know, I'm not going to dedicate enough hours to this particular car for me to like keep playing it right especially when i played six mans right i started using this car and i you know lost five six mans in a row when i was up like you know <laughs> anyway um so so i think i think there is something to it and I, like i actually really like the car there's some cool designs that, I, that i've been experimenting with but i can't see myself playing it regularly so i'm i point being i actually really like the the rocket pass but i i feel like every time like this is it's it's like I'm at a point in this game where especially if my goal is specifically like random competitive stuff, this stuff, you know, affects me less, if that makes sense. Or it I don't actually get to you know, I wish I could completely switch over to the outlaw and that was kind of I the the day one, that's what I said. I'm like, yeah, I'll play this for a little while, right? For a longer while and like see, now I'm already back. So that's, see that's you you would about. see you would see more um you'd see more people using something like the outlaw because it looks enough like the octane right it's kind of like you mm-hmm. know the twin it, it's well, like that's, the twins that's my are, point. right so hitbox wise i think it's actually might be you know if not closer like very very close to the hitbox yeah so you know vis- visually it's close enough if so like let's say they released the uh they released the outlaw with the built in like the visual representation representation of the outlaw was the decals that came along with this season update and that was your reward so like you got an outlaw with gc decal built onto it um Mm. not a separate decal you'd be more inclined to use it at that point so that's where they could start releasing new season cars with updates that people might actually use because they're gonna they're gonna flaunt that as their season reward for whatever rank they achieved or whatever rewards they got um so i think i think that'd be would be pretty cool i think with the rocket league it's such a weird thing because unlike like you know let's just say mobas 
where where I where I like you know every time there's a new thing it's like oh this could be a viable thing that you end up using right um in Rocket League it doesn't feel as much that way to me I guess that was my point but I think you make a good point that maybe if these were cars that no one else had you'd be more inclined to use them mm-hmm. right um oh then again you know I <laughs> the what's it called the the um I guess the pain or the 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 downfall of success sometimes is like it 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 feels it's you know you want to have new cars but if you've practiced with a certain thing that's a certain size you know even visually right you need to create a car that's exactly mirroring an octane right and it's like well that's dumb because that's that's not stuff people actually want right um, you don't need more different types of octanes, right? You already have a million decals. Um, what's that stupid, like, not oh, stupid, that's kind of mean, but the, the like, wing one, right? That, like, oh, almost, yeah. it was, like, an octane. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. But, no, I'm just thinking this, because, like, if I compare it to, like, equipment, right, uh, in sports or whatever, right, and cleats or, or or maybe, like, boxing gloves and stuff, right? I can have a million different pairs, but I'm still using pretty much the same ones, right? Um, I'm not going to all of a sudden have, like, I don't know. Well, anyway, I mean, it's, I, it's, it, no, I mean, it's true for everything, right? Why do, you, why do certain brands have certain line of shoes? Why do famous athletes have their own line of shoes? So you can get the mm-hmm. same athlete shoes, you know, with a different look to it, but it's got that same logo on it. There's the same reason people mm-hmm. use the octane over and over and they'll throw a different decal or whatever on it. Um, you know, they like what they like. And, but if you gave something for somebody to flex that not just not everyone has, but not everyone can even get. So like if you're mm-hmm. an SSL, guess what? You get to flex your, uh, your special car that nobody else can get. Not just that they don't have, but you know, you're only, only the top zero point, you know, 0.01% of the population is going to be able to get this thing. So, um, you know, you got something even more meaningful to flex at that point. For sure. For sure. Uh, uh, but I just thought I'd bring it up because I thought it was an interesting, I guess, thing to do with that four season voice chat. What did you want to say about voice chat? Uh, I don't know if you guys have already talked about voice chat in any kind of depth. Um, just just do, stop worrying about what I, I'm, I'm worried about what you guys talked about. I'm not trying to have the, you know, just. No, I want relentless, uh, unfiltered takes it's on it. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen to Rocket League. It yeah, is, I don't think it will drive listen, away more people than dumb casual updates. It would be the worst update to Rocket League if they implemented voice chat, regardless of what they do for banning people who use it improperly and or inappropriately. Um, Anything that they do on a reactive standpoint after they implement it will be for naught because it will drive away so many people. Any anyone? Yeah, I'm gonna go even further. Anyone who thinks that voice chat Rocket League is a good idea, um, yeah, they 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 think the community is toxic now, dude. <laughs> Just you wait. Go go. Uh, yeah, like all these content creators that are advocating for voice chat are they just want to play with their friends and have voice chat and game with their friends. Like, and I get that, but it is everyone such, has Discord now. yeah, like, everyone you know has, I mean? it's, it's such an accessible way. Yeah. There's so many accessible ways to voice chat with your friends. 
having it like in-game. literally the only reason to implement in-game voice chat is to talk to people who aren't friends with you right at this point there are plenty of ways to talk to your friends <laughs> I, I would say the only way to um implement it in a way that wouldn't absolutely destroy everything is you could only voice chat with people in your party mm-hmm. that would be the only way to prevent potential problems um i mean yeah okay if they add that change but once again i mean i think that wouldn't be bad maybe especially for for some console players uh that might be a nice little touch yeah in-game also... in-game voice chat but and they don't they don't even give you the option for casual in-game voice chat no it is you will only do it in a party so you know i like that i that, I, th- I think that's a good good way of doing it uh, I, I don't know if it'll make any difference but i think if that's what they mean i'm okay with it anything else is like yeah you know just just uh you know easy easy auto mute and then people are gonna be mad why aren't you in voice chat oh <laughs> i already, already see the tears dude yeah it's uh it, it's gonna be bad like i mean quick chat's bad enough as is so <laughs> there's part of me that feels like they could lit i mean i don't know if it's gonna be better or worse but like they could just get rid of typing in the game too <laughs> yeah at this point i mean like very few things are actually useful. It's probably somewhere between 1% to 5% of things typed are actually useful in-game. Um, is the game dying? Do you think the game is dying? Oh, this this whole thing? Oh, well, I mean, it's, you know, there's 50,000 people playing concurrently before, you know, let's just say around that much, right? before the free to play and then now there's once again 50,000 people so uh, what is it like, what does it mean active users at once what does it mean when a 6 year old game that hasn't changed in its natural format has less people than when it what went launched free to play does it mean it's dying no no i, mean, I just think it's a it's a funny thing that people are I, saying i like well I've gotten to a point, and I like I've said this a couple times now, where I'm like, people just need to stop talking about this. Like, this is what actually. Well, that was what the. I mean, that that kind of ties back into talking about the population counter. um, I agree. You know, and in the long term, it's going to be a good thing because people are going to start stop talking about dumb things. Yeah, I I mean, really, what it comes down to is is a game that has had the same format for, you know years and you can essentially say it semi reset the format when they added flip resets and and that into it because there was more mechanics to discover within that um but it's been the same natural format since the game has launched there hasn't been any changes outside of throwing some extra modes but you know it's from a competitive standpoint it's threes twos or ones competitive uh, they've changed a few things here and there. They've allowed Snow Day, Hoops, Rumble, Drop Shot to become competitive. Um, but it's still, again, the same game in its natural format. So people are going to naturally fall off over time. It's They got a huge spike, of course, when it went free-to-play under Epic and everything. That's going to give it a huge spike naturally. But then people are going to fall off from that. Like You're not going to keep a million concurrent players for eternity. It doesn't happen that way. And it's a game that's been the same exact thing for as long as it has, um, albeit very, very, uh, you know, intoxicating in the way that it just brings people in and immediately hooks them. Um, I think it's the best game for that period. I think the 
ability for somebody to come in brand new and enjoy playing the game is there's not an equal to it across across video games period Mm -hmm. but always does not matter which game it is unless it's skyrim that's going to release again for the next 20 years there's not a game that's just going to not die off over time um it's gonna like well i'd even i even measure to say like you know, I'm looking at, for instance, Age of Empires right now. That's those other podcasts we do, right? It, I, I, you know, I think if you ask, you know, if you look at Age of Empires, um, let's say three or four years ago, right? You might, you might say it was something, you know, more resembling a dead game, shall we say, right? Um, and then 2019, they launched all the definitive editions, right? Um, and all it is, is, well, I mean, you know, there's, there's some quality life changes, blah, 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 but it's all it is, is like essentially graphic updates. Right. And I think if what, what this has shown me, I guess this whole like free to play experiment, shall we call it, is that I think in five, 10 years, you know, Rocket League can do their graphics update and they're still going to have these 50 active concurrent players, right? I'm not saying 50 50,000 like active players overall or sorry, players overall playing the game. But 50,000 concurrent players is is substantial enough, right? Um, you know, if you want to compare it to Twitch streamers who have like followers versus uh people who uh people who are actively watching their stream, right? Um so I think I think the player base is a lot actually bigger than fifty thousand, but the fact that there's fifty thousand at any given point playing is actually substantial, right? And you know, you compare that to a million, it's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, it doesn't look as big. But um the fact that you can get a game within like a minute, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> no, that is success in itself. Yeah. Like I said it's it's insane. It's a hyper successful game. Um you know, it's easily a it borderlines that tier one esport range where it's, you know, because it is so casually accessible for somebody who's not even a huge fan to understand what's going on. Um, you know, you can gain a fan base from every demographic without much effort. So no, it's a, it's a fantastic game that is going to have to evolve over time in some fashion in order to stay relevant. Um, in order to stay on people's radar. So I don't know what that actually means. I don't know if there is a way for it to update over time, other than like you said, graphics updates and stuff over time. Well, like what does graphic update do, right? You get a little bump again and you get back to your usual people who are going to play this game for, you know, most of the life, right? Cause they enjoy it. Right. I don't, I, I, I think as well as like, it's going to have to now it's, it's, it's yeah. weird to say it's, it's extra modes or workshop. Like it's going to have to find a way to make workshops accessible and match made so that you could do, 100%. so you can do something creative and unique with it that psionics and Epic, you know, that they can actually back and support. There, there should just be like, you know, just as we have like, you know, training competitive, blah, blah, blah. Right. One of those little, you know, images squares should be workshop, right? And we have, we literally have a workshop thing connected to the Steam thing. When you click on that button, what you should be able to do is browse all the different workshop things, right? Like an in-game system that has that. Um, yeah, and it and would, it would just have to be something like, that there would have to be an aspect where Psionics can approve workshop maps. It would have to be something where uh, there's a vetting process 
or they have specific mm. creators that are employed or contracted to create workshop Macs like <laughs> Leth or any of those. Um, and then they actually implement them that gets now, hey, here is this updates workshop maps. And, you know, 10 come out with an update or something like that. And you can have everything from dribble and practice type stuff to ex new modes, Rocket League racing. Uh, and it's like its own version of Mario Kart or something like that. Um, they they could 100% do it. That's the way to get to evolve over time. And then you just match make, but you only have like a limited amount of workshop maps. You're not going to sit there and have a, a span mm. of a hundred because you want to match make them. You want people to be playing, be playing in yeah. them. And if you split it among a hundred workshop maps, you're going to get fewer people playing in them. But those, th those will be things that aren't naturally, um, aren't naturally like MMR based. It's just like, okay, Hey, here's a, a ridiculous thing that you can do. So, um, I like that idea. Well, I mean, and what got me thinking about that was I, I played, so I played custom maps with, uh, Scotto and Bingus and all of them. Yeah, Vance. We're doing game night, um, uh, I didn't even do it on game night. Well. I did it on a, on a different night they were playing. Yeah. They've been, they've been, uh, popular. Sorry. Side note here. Okay. Um, I'm just, I just need to, I need to call, uh, what's, what's, what's his name? Nick out here. Not Nick Tackler. Nick, he knows who he is. <laughs> he'll post at like 1 a.m eastern time sometimes like yo where is everyone you know i i, I have been seeing people i'm like <laughs> i don't know i i i uh, i feel like uh he, he just never on into the like 7 to 10 p.m eastern time period right which if people are going to be on that's when you're going to catch them yeah um but honestly i i love seeing like you know there's there's we now have uh um oh what's it called a workshop map crew so yeah um which kind of which which is great which it's unfortunate that only you know pc players can, can well, play it but. so and that got me thinking right because yeah um so i i jump in and they're like hey do you want to play quidditch and i was like uh i mean yeah <laughs> why wouldn't i and um and so they walk me through setting this up and I am a hundred percent. They just installed malware on my computer while we did this. Like, <laughs> there is no way that it should be this intensive to set up a custom map like that. He took me did you through... go through steam or did you go through Epic? Well, I was on steam. Um, but... Cause they're telling me that like, I'll, at least with Epic games, right? Um, so if you have Rocket League installed on 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 the Epic uh, launcher, it's it's slightly easier to do, at least for Lethemir's maps. Well, Lethemir's uh, maps by themselves wasn't difficult, but then getting the Quidditch and everything on there because it wasn't mm. a direct Lethemir map, and then Got having to do that, I'd connect through a VPN. I went through some shady sites. I am a hundred percent like I believe I gave away some country secrets by going through these sites. I know <laughs> it happened. Um, it was fun while I played. I only had time to like after setting everything up, only had time to play one game, but um, it, it was a blast. But that's not accessible. That's not something that people are just going to be able to naturally do. I was like, how do people nah, figure this out? It has to be in game. It has to be in game. Well, just just a, down, just a workshop downloadable from Steam even and just boom, like let that be that. It has to be at least well, it, that level again. Because even, yeah. even uh, you know, you look at, I mentioned the, re-releases of skyrim you look at the skyrim special edition 
there are mods that were sanctioned by uh you know by them that they were able to implement of like these are the mods you can download into your game and they're connected mm -hmm. to the actual game servers and so you can select even on console which mods you're going to download so there needs to be something like that with rocket league it has to be something that is monitored and um supported by psionic so that they can actually like make sure there's not bugs and stuff that go along with it they may not have to create them they can say hey these are the community workshops for you know this update for the net or for the month or whatever they want to do it for um and just let it be that and they just go through the vetting process if a bug happens then they can pause that workshop map until they figure out the bug and then uh, put it back in it's not it's not a difficult thing for them to do um they just they need to start getting more creative if uh you know if they want to continue to gain interest or hold interest for longer yeah yeah for sure that's all i got um and if if you, yeah, yeah if you if you do want to join in uh the custom maps crew uh Eli's actually asked me he's kind of been I mean, I, I want I don't want to give him all the credit, but he's at least the one who reached out to me asking if we we, we could get you know, even use the Q and A uh, section to ask me if we can get a custom maps role. So that we do have one. If you go in the community section of our Discord, we have the, in the role selection. There's a button you can click, and every time uh, Elize wants to get people in for some custom maps on a random night, uh, he'll add people there. Or if you you know you have a couple friends ready to go want to place a custom maps, uh, you can add. Uh, everybody, all, all the custom map people. Um, okay. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna move on. You know, I guess speaking of questions and answers, to our question is Q and A segment. Um, we have. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go through all of them, but I, I do like to go through a couple every single week. Uh, the first is the best tips to get from one rank to another. I'm gonna try to do this in as quick of time as possible. I'm not gonna think about it. All right. I'm just gonna go through every rank and what I think. You know, what are What's the tip to, uh, to 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 rank up in that rank? You know, I guess you know, I think a thing to remember. Um, okay, bronze. All right, here here is for bronze. Ready? Um, hit the ball. Don't miss the ball. Okay, that's, that's what I'm giving that's you. The, no, that's the first three. The first three is hit the ball, and then hit the ball harder. Is literally the first three. Uh, okay. Here, here's the thing. At least, at least for me, I feel why I literally like flew past silver. Um, okay, how about this? Bronze hit the ball. They'll miss the ball on the ground. You like that? You like that? And then silver hit the ball. They'll miss the ball in the air. Ooh, you may want to learn. You know, and gold fast aerial. All right. <laughs> I, I think, now, no, 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 you're you're it, you're jumping the gun here, my guy. No, 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 you think so? You think so? Okay, okay, but I'm gonna tell you a secret, all right? All right. When 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 I breeze through these ranks, now I know it's been a while, but when I breeze through these ranks, I just learned where the fast arrow was, and then I just flew at everything, ignored everything else about the game, and I got to platinum. So there you go. Uh. uh so uh, just to get some content, as well as adding boost while hitting the ball, I like that a lot for silver. Um, I think that's a great point. And then gold hit the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah, I think those are fair. Yeah, those are fair. so 
All right, so bronze. Just so hit first, the ball. First hit, just, if the ball's no in front boost. of you. Forget boost and bronze. Don't even need it. You don't. You don't. <laughs> Is that what you're just literally hit the ball. If you can hit the ball in bronze, you're going to get out of bronze in a day. You're done. You're done with bronze. Hit the ball. Get good at hitting the ball. Spend time in free play. So you can hit Jump, the ball. So, so the the thing is in this game, right? There's you can you can you can hit that you know the A button to jump, but then you can you can hit it again, all right? Without using any boost, you can hit it again, and you're gonna do a front flip. When you do that front flip, you're gonna hit a little bit harder. That's gonna get you out of bronze, okay? And right, you just also, to be able also. to. Do... Oh yes, yes. You're gonna also learn that there's this button that turns off. Oh, uh, you actually have to go into your option. <laughs> yeah, the secret to getting out of bronze, the best tip in bronze. Um, go into options, turn off camera shake. There you go. That's your second tip. It's only should be one, but but well, that's okay. <laughs> well, well, we can we can see two as long as they're concise enough that we keep them within a line or a sentence here. Uh, so okay, so bronze hit the ball, don't miss the ball on the ground. Silver hit the ball, don't miss the ball in the air, and try to boost while hitting the ball. Gold hit the ball in the air. I like that. Um, and you can maybe maybe start thinking about a fast year on gold platinum what do you think of her platinum okay so i mean all right um all right so this i mean it all it all evolves so i mean going into platinum uh, you know what i honestly like going into platinum uh ooh, jump off wall i like a lot uh, and maybe i think this is good for platinums yeah don't go backwards at, at the point when you've hit plat, for for all of plat and maybe even diamond, you're just gonna stop hitting the reverse button, okay? <laughs> just just stop. Just don't do it. All right. I'm not even saying do like talking about rotations. Just you're you're not tur yeah. What's it called? You're not turbo. Okay. You're not faking people out by going backwards slightly and then starting air dribble. Okay. Just stop hitting the backwards button. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, maybe you can do a half flip. Okay, that's great. It's great if you learn a half flip. Um, but you shouldn't need to use a half flip. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah, I guess so. There. Um, Relila says here, diamond manage boost and rotations. Um, I mean, it might be good to start learning. I will say you can probably get away with just uh adapting to the pace of the play and hitting the ball i think i think where diamond to champ chains i that's interesting because i would actually say diamond to champ is you actually have purpose of where you hit the ball that's where like champs are really going to start uh sticking out from diamonds is champs will be like well purpose i mean the champs are at least aiming at the net let me put it that way <laughs> while the diamond players are just hitting the ball uh so it, you can even you can even hit the ball as as a as a champ player, it's just the difference is the, the champ player is going to start thinking about, okay, I'm actually going to try to hit the net now. I'm not just going to hit it, you know, because I oh, diamonds the I think that's why diamonds some of the fun most fun ranks sometimes, because literally no one thinks about anything and you all just run and hit the ball, but none of you know where you're going to hit it and you just keep hitting into corners, and you think you have to play really fast and all of you miss it. So it's a it's a wild beautiful mess. <laughs> um, let's see. And do other things, but better, I think, is GC. I feel. So, um, yeah, these are these are tips. These are like what I wanted with these tips, and I think Relentless actually did a really good job of of helping me out here. Is things that are not like 
You know, what's okay. my secret secret, you know, secret move I'm so going to I'm going to I'm going to concise kind of like what my what I intended with with everything here. So obviously bronze again, you're just hitting the ball. You're turning off camera shake cuz it makes it easier to hit the ball. Silver, you can like be able to jump in the air a little bit and hit the ball. Um and then boost while hitting it so you can hit the ball harder. Uh gold hit the ball in the air. You should be able to moderately aerial at least at goal like crossbar height um you should be able to consistently hit the ball at crossbar height um in gold platinum mm -hmm. be able to jump off the wall play the ball off the wall it could be just that the ball is floating over there or you can you know you can hit it as it's one up the wall a little bit hit it off the wall jump from the wall and get a touch on it doesn't have to be anything crazy just has to be something that you can moderately do it decently uh diamond you're going to want to manage your boost and your rotations. So you don't want to be always caught with zero boost and always caught going all the way back. If you can find a way to manage your boost so that as you're on offense, you can do that half field rotation instead of going all the way back to your corner, then you're going to move out of diamond much quicker. And also making sure that you're not just banging the ball away every time that it comes in front of you. Sometimes you're going to slow play it when you have space. Uh, sometimes you're going to hit it over to the teammate. But either way, like you don't the, want to just bang the ball away. I, I think for that specifically for diamond level, like you might not have the best like very close control yet, and those are all things you can practice. But you can you can just try this from time to time if if you're kind of you know in diamond and you want to practice this kind of while you're in game. Try the two touch rule, right? Instead of instead of getting one hit, try to get you know one one hit to kind of steer your you know. Yeah, instead of just hitting it like once and hitting it away, try to get two touches on the ball before you hit it away, right? I think that's a simple enough way to, to kind of practice this yep. in-game. And that will force you to think. So I like that a lot. Uh, and champ, do all of those things, but better. So, right, you're going to be able to not miss the ball. Um, you're going to be able to go in the air better. You're going to be able to be more consistent as you go up for it. You're going to be able to go in the air higher. So you're gonna be able to do all of those things better. Jump off the wall better. Play the ball off the wall better. Air dribble. Um, in champ, you should be able to do those things if you want to be consistent. You want to manage your boosts and rotations. Some people are gonna be better at different sections than others. Uh, I played. Me and Messi were both champ at the like mid, low to mid champ at about the same time, um, a long time ago. And he was significantly better at all the mechanical things, playing the ball off the wall, doing all the fancy mechanical stuff. I was better at the managing boost and rotations. And um, once he figured out how to do the boost and rotations really well, then he just elevated extremely quickly. And you can see what, how messy he plays now and how good he is now. Um, so in champ, do all of those other things, but better than you did them before. And then all of your touches with purpose. So, you're not, again, not just banging the ball away. If you're going to slow play on purpose, you're going to pass the ball. You're going to be able to actually know what you're doing with the touch. You're going to be going around defenders, depending on which mode you're playing in, um, in a way that makes the most sense. And then as you get into GC, you're going to do all that same exact stuff. You're just going to have to do it faster. Um, at the end of the day, it's just about being faster than you used to be. Um, and then, again, getting more and more consistent as you go up. That's It's all... Yeah, it all I, happens. Consistency is gonna be number one thing, though. Yeah, and faster is like has more to do with prediction as well. When you got up, it's like eventually at some point, it's like in GC, everyone knows how to play faster, so people start slowing down to mess up your timing, and that's a whole mini game and stuff. Um, okay, I I think that's a great way to put it. We're gonna continue on here. We're gonna keep it rolling. 
Um, creating good training warm-up routine to make the most of your time. Um, I'm going to try to make this as simple. I'm not going to give you a specific routine because I think we've talked about you know specific routines forever. I'm going to give you a general rule of thumb you should follow, and it, it's simple enough. Um, if you, let's just say you're, you're sitting down, you have maybe half an hour, you have an hour, you have two hours. Okay, we're going to say there's those three different time lengths. Um, I think this is a good kind of simple approach for you to do it. Your first half, train or practice something that you're very comfortable with, right? Maybe it's free play, banging the ball around. Um, for me, I, I have a specific um, training map that I do air dribbles on, and I'm just very comfortable with that specific type of air dribbles. It's a it's a thing that I've practiced and I'm very comfortable with. Maybe it's a shooting pack for you. Maybe it's um, something, something that you're very comfortable with or, or stuff that you've already added to your arsenal, right? It's something that you've already added maybe it's uh half flips maybe it's some fast aerials it's stuff that it's like you're not learning something new maybe maybe you still actually need to like perfect it stuff but it's not like you're doing something completely new you've never tried before okay so that's what i spend the first half and then the second half i would choose something that you're very shaky like you're only beginning to learn right something that you're is actually new new your mind is like trying to figure out how to process this right um maybe it's dribbling and not letting the ball hit the ground right for me, that would that was a thing that took forever and a lot of repetitions, and I, you would you'd want to do it at the end of your training session, and then when your tra- training session ends, right, and you're doing that difficult thing, um, your mind can kind of consolidate that difficult thing at your at the end of your training session. So there's a simple way to set up your training sessions, I think, to be optimal is first half practice stuff that you're you're already comfortable with that you've already practiced at some point before. Um, and then the second half, choose that one new difficult thing and practice that. That's that's how I would. And, and this, you know, this this I take from my you know years of of learning sports and, and you know uh, instruments and stuff. This is a good way of approaching all those things as well. You've, what's realize any other take? Any other way of looking at it for you? Um, I guess what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, look at what you're, whatever you're trying to accomplish and and work on that. So. Um, you know, let's just say you're, you're in platinum and you're like Lazaro was saying, you're working on something that you're comfortable with. Um, Hey, I'm good with doing this aerial training pack. Okay. Fantastic. But I'm not good with, um, this defense training pack. Let me work on that defense training pack a little bit. And then you just do that. And like, just, you know, um, Good warm up for me is going to be spend a little bit of time in free play, hitting the ball around, getting used to playing fast, being able to do certain things fast, um, and then then you jump over into a training pack that you're not comfortable with, um, and go with that. Like that's going to be pretty simple. Um, don't spend it. Depending on what your goal is, if your goal is just flat out get better at those things, then spend, you know. 40 to 60% of your time doing that. If your goal is to have fun, spend 20 to 30% of your time doing that so that you're not burning yourself out on it. Either way, the game, yeah, the game think, should be fun and always have fun doing it. And that's just going to be um, my overall advice. And I think why this is optimal or why this works, this kind of approach of like do the stuff that you're very comfortable with. And for a lot of people, just free play, hitting the ball around, right? Um, or do, do that like comfortable stuff first and then do the tricky stuff um, is because it lets your mind kind of prepare itself for the challenge right 
you're doing something that's like very slightly challenging for yourself, but it's kind of like a way of, of prepping for that very difficult thing. If you start with the very difficult thing, right? Um, and let's just say, you know, you're having a tough time and you give up after 10 minutes. What ends up happening is that particular session was actually a lot less fruitful for you in the long run um, because you're kind of disgruntled and and you you haven't, you know, you haven't even upped a little bit of the other stuff, right? You've just, you know, tried a new thing and had a very difficult time because new things are difficult. Guess what? Every time we learn something, it's difficult. Your brain has to readjust itself and understand it. Um, so, so having this thing that's like very slight difficulty, right? Stuff that you've done before that it's not completely new to you first means you're going to kind of get, you know, into that groove. Your, your mind is going to be like, oh yeah, I can do this, right? It helps confidence as well and stuff. Um, and then once your mind is already starting to think about those things, when it does the more, more difficult thing, um, it will feel, uh, it'll be more optimal. Uh, do I know the brain size behind it? No, but I... I know at least of people talking of things like this. So hopefully, hopefully that will help, help you make it. And yeah, and make it simple. Don't, don't try to over, overcomplicate it sometimes. Right. Um, I think for instance, I think one thing that like when I was really getting crazy, I went like in Sunless's video where he has like an hour 20, like training routine. Um, and my biggest problem with it, it's not the things that you did in it. It's the fact that essentially every five minutes you'd be switching. Um, and I mean, I guess that's great if you don't want to be bored. <laughs> However, uh, what I found when I did his routine is there'd be days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to practice this a little longer and this a little longer. And I can just keep switching from the other. Um, and that, that, I mean, you know, it can't be something that you forget, right? It can't be so many different things you're trying to do that you forget it. So just try to keep it simple and, and yeah, stick to that. Um, all right, realize I think we'll uh, we'll probably call it here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say that's good. You know, hour ten minutes. Uh, I think we uh, people are they, they've gotten enough of a dose of me. They don't need me to talk anymore. So it's um, okay. We'll we'll have a very sensationalist title. Um, you know, we want to fit in with the um, the clickbait. Uh, you know, meta. Um, is this the end of the ASAP Weekly podcast? Oh, that's the worst type of clickbait, dude. Yeah, but that, that, absolutely... that's the sunless type of clickbait. I actually really... Well, I mean, I I think sunless got a little bit of um, what I was warning about when people kept talking about uh, dead game, whatever, whatever. Because he literally in his next video was like, oh, all these people didn't listen to halfway. And then it... <laughs> and he actually thinks people think he's stopped and he's gonna have a drop in viewership because of it i'm like well I, th- um, I think i think the you know to to bring this podcast back to life for a second and right as we're wrapping up i think for i think he i think that they're, they're so tired i think anyone that's trying to be creative around rocket league at this point is so tired of thinking of ideas that his last video was literally just him playing with rizzo for 10 minutes because he was just like all right so i'm gonna do well, it's interesting because he went from his most creative story-driven video, uh, which, which uh, I'm sure was actually you know, you know, he had to think about the concept for a lot. To uh, yeah, we're we're chilling this week. <laughs> it's funny because that intro totally throws me off. <laughs> I don't know about you. I enjoyed the first three minutes of his new video, and then, yeah, 
So, uh, so I guess, I guess the title. So, Relax, you're gonna have to a okay or, or nay on this one. Okay, I'm gonna give you the possible titles for for this week's episode. Um, we roast Verge and Sunless is lazy. I think that is <laughs> that is the, uh, Ver- the appropriate title. Verge is bad. Think? Sunless is lazy. Ooh, ooh. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'll go with that title. I'll, maybe I'll try to be a little more clever. But uh, you know, I don't know. Well, honestly, it'll depend when when we're putting this episode out. What kind of mood I am? And am, am I cranky? Maybe maybe I'll go with it. You know, am I a good mood? Maybe I'll uh, I'll be a more a little more clever. Anyway, thank you, Relax, for being on the show. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, it's not. Uh, you know, you're you're always uh, you know, a lot of effort. I, to, I just have to know because. You know, you, you guys clipped me out of the last intro. So do you? Clip, I was gonna say the one. The, the, you it, clip it took me us, out, Do you clip Wabs out of this intro? I'm not making Hunty do extra work. So Hunty, no. please, uh, please clip Wabs out of this intro. He's not gonna listen to the end of the show, but please clip Wabs out of this intro because, man, would that just make me feel so good? Um, I love. No, well, I mean, I think it's kind of funny that we like kept your intro for so so long and then the week before you're back on the show for one week cut it uh we cut it i thought that was great and on combo too and combo appeared too so i i thought i don't know i'm not saying i'd be a good pro wrestling promoter but i am building up the beef that <laughs> way. um all right everyone i my my homework for you is um is to get sleep because I I did not have a lot of sleep last night and I don't know if um, it has affected me but it, it has so so make sure you get that sleep get get at least them seven to eight hours if you can um what is it all these people who are like oh sleeping's for the week um I think it's only like what five percent of the population that actually has the gene that like are you streaming tomorrow with Nictacular. Uh, You're playing with Nictacular? I'll play threes with you and Nick if you want to do some threes. When you... uh, my my plan is to do twos. Oh, uh, well, if you want to win twos, threes. I'll play with you. <laughs> That's great. I don't think this will be up before then, so uh, this will be a moot point. But anyway, uh, maybe you can catch the Wednesday, Wednesday uh, threes at 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Anyway, with that, uh, yeah, go get some sleep and have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.